0: Can you imagine once the funeral is over and we get back to politics as usual a kinder gentler house of commons can you imagine that if you really understand the suffering of canadians mr prime minister if you understand that people can't gas their cars feed their families or afford homes for themselves if you really care Commit today that there will be no new tax increases on workers and on seniors. None. So, are we headed back to a House of Commons and politics of real severe partisanship in the sense that it's going to be attack, attack, attack? Well, with us is Cameron, is Maxwell Cameron, a professor in the Department of Political Science at the School of Public Policy and Global Affairs. University of British Columbia. Professor, it's a fascinating uh, piece that you wrote in the Globe and Mail here, but I'm wondering that while there are some honourable members out there, the politics that we see of late is about disruption and about very base. What we're talking about here, to me, is something aspirational. We should get there, but how do we get there?
1: Well, uh, that's right. And, you know, I think we're moving in the wrong direction. And if you you talk with uh, people in politics nowadays, they'll say that their senses that things have gotten nastier and more negative and that incivility is really on the rise. And so part of my point in writing that uh, op-ed in in the Globe and Mail was to say, if we want to have more civility, if we want to see our... Uh, parliament be a model for what democracy is, uh, as opposed to a place where people are just continuously, seemingly at least, attacking each other, then really politicians have to model that for us. And that's really why we elect them. We elect them to not just to bash each other and to attack, but to get work done. And in fact, they often do. They do a lot of good work in committees uh, out of sight of the public. Uh, But it's question period that gets attention and it's the Hmm. negative attack ads that often get, get attention. But I think we can do better.
0: I think you're right. I think that so often in our business, we follow the easy path and we like conflict, right? We love conflict. We love that whole idea of someone saying one thing, another party saying another thing. And highlighting that. And so, while I agree with you entirely, I think we all have to agree that we want civility in politics, but also in mainstream society as well. And I think that during the pandemic, the advent of social media, um, there's a, a whole range of behaviors that is Tolerated. I don't think it's acceptable, but it's tolerated now and in some cases egged on.
1: Well, that's right. And that's why we created a school for politicians, a kind of a, a boot camp for training people who aspire to enter public office. And, and we brought them together. And, and the way we ran it was we put people into parties that we kind of invented. We let them name the parties and choose <laughs> their own leaders. And the incredible thing was how quickly the parties became tribal. Uh, And people started to do exactly the same things that uh, they were criticizing uh, about politics as usual, attacking each other, not listening, talking over one another. And we said, this is crazy. I mean, we're trying to train people to be better at navigating the pluralism in our society, to learn how to listen to each other and to deliberate collectively and to reach good decisions. How do we change this? And so we did something real simple, which was – and it's something that we've learned from other kinds of professional schools them out of their parties and we had them have uh, hold reflective discussions throughout the simulations where they were extracted from their partisan identities and roles and just encouraged to talk with each other about what they were experiencing and they shared um some of the challenges that they were facing how do you meet you know what's the difference between a good and bad compromise uh how do you balance your own conscience versus what your party is asking you to do and that immediately changed the tone and tenor of the simulation and so what I'm suggesting in this op-ed is maybe that's what we need to bring back into politics. You know, there used to be a day when politicians would talk in the parliamentary cafeteria. They'd, you know, they might argue in question period, and then they'd go out and have a drink together in the local pub. And there were, you know, uh, committees that actually functioned uh, as meaningful spaces of dialogue. They were fact-finding missions. You'd get, get politicians on a plane together and send them on a mission to try to figure out a problem. And they kind of begin to realize that it humanizes them, right? And I think we need to do more of that, give politicians an opportunity to see each other as real human beings. And uh, I think we can actually change the tone of politics.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you on that. Um, When you've done the work, the background, the simulations, do you notice a difference in gender
1: and in age? Oh, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And I've got to tell you, uh, you know, it's a relief... In our simulations, when women are chosen as leaders, because the, the, they do tend to be more collaborative, they do tend to be willing to work in teams. They are not quite so eager uh, to step up and occupy public space and airtime. Um, and, and, and in fact, I think that the toxicity in our politics is particularly detrimental to women. Women find it particularly difficult, for example, to see their names dragged through the mud in the press, uh, and and they feel ashamed about that in front of their own families, right? And so I think men, perhaps, are, are uh, tend to be uh, a little bit more thick-skinned, um, a little bit more, you know, happy about jumping into the breach and, and, and mixing it up uh, with adversaries on the floor of the House. Uh, I think uh, women, younger people have more difficulty with this, and Indigenous people. We've heard Indigenous members of Parliament actually withdrawing from uh from politics because they were so so fed up with uh going to Ottawa and finding themselves shut down ignored not listened to and shouted shouted over and so some of the heckling that goes on in parliament is really quite terrible right there have been some good studies on this the abuse it's often very sexist uh and you know the trouble is politics is a self-regulating activity so how do we get politicians who don't really have anybody except the public looking over their shoulders and asking Could we do this differently? Is there some way that we could improve the way our politics is functioning?
0: Well, and and my point is this, that there has been a day of reckoning in so many other parts of society. If you are traded on a stock exchange, there is a code of behavior that you are expected within your organization. We've seen this within the entertainment industry. We are now seeing it within Hockey Canada, that misbehavior is not to be tolerated. There needs to be a code of conduct that is followed, and that seems that we compromise this in politics, because we will vote for somebody to get stuff done. That politics is about getting stuff done. And somehow we will allow that. We'll even endorse it as long as stuff gets done. And I think we have to look for characteristics in leaders that we look for in other parts of society. Because the misbehavior of our politicians really is sending a signal to me, that democracy in so many ways, while not in big trouble, is in trouble.
1: Right. That is such a great point, Richard. I want you to come to our institute and talk about the relationship between media and politicians, because this is something we've been arguing for years. You know, if you think about the professions, in every profession, uh, there's, there's schooling, there's training, you master some body of knowledge, and then you form part of a a community of practitioners, and the, the community of practitioners normally has some kind of ethical code of conduct or some understanding of what's appropriate practice or not. And, and in politics, we don't provide any training. People often arrive really not knowing what the job entails. Uh, they're, they're amateurs. They don't have to go to school. They simply have to get elected. Uh, and there's really there's no body that oversees of uh, their behavior. I mean, there's a there is a, a commissioner for conflict of interest and that and that sort of thing. But what we really need is to infuse into our politics some of the kind of improvements uh, in, in professionalism that we see uh, in in other in other fields. And it goes to your point about character. What you do when you encourage somebody to be a compassionate doctor or nurse or to be a lawyer or judge who cares about justice, or an educator who's passionate about learning, you, you, you encourage people to focus on the intrinsic aim of the practice. And, and unfortunately, we've gotten away from that in politics. In politics, it has become increasingly all about partisan competition and not about government, about governance. And I think we need to get back to that. And one way is by creating a school. Another way is by uh, encouraging reflective practice on the job, because in reality, we don't want to require that people have to go to school in order to get elected. I mean, we want low barriers to getting elected. This is a democracy, uh, and anybody should be able to get elected, not just those who are credentialed or wealthy or highly educated or highly specialized. But nonetheless, we want to encourage people to go into politics for the right reasons, because they want to serve their community, uh, and to facilitate that, to enable them when they're in office to be courageous, to stand up and speak for their constituents, to be true to their conscience. And I think to, to do that, we have to look at new ways of doing politics.
0: I would be honored to come and speak and learn. You can follow him on Twitter, at Maxwell A. Cameron. Professor, great to talk to you. We will talk again.
1: Thanks so much, Richard. Really a pleasure.